0: singing a song, and everybody knows
1: it. It's been a long long time since I'm not sure. My friends, morning, are you dancing in your seat just a little bit like I am? You know that voice, Alan Doyle, the the front man from Great Big C. Um, That is from his new album. It's been a busy year for Alan, considering what the hell has been going on uh, around the world. But Alan Doyle joining us this afternoon. Alan, welcome back to the show.
0: Hi, thanks so very, very much for having me on. Happy Friday to you.
1: Happy Friday. Yes. And you know what? I just had to say when I was listening to that to to that tune, I've been reading your book. Your music, Alan, has been making us smile for for years now. It's making us feel good for for years now. I mean, that's that's a reality. And I think this book um, is doing the exact same thing. It's like you you transferred the feelings from your songs onto the pages of this book. And I thought it was that's just brilliant.
0: Well, thanks very much for saying that, I must say, because it's one of the hardest things is to try to make sure that your voice still stays, you know, present in something that's, you know, a bit of a a new thing for me, writing books, I've written a couple of them, but I'm still quite a novice of it. But people have been saying it sounds like me, and I'm grateful to hear that, and I'm grateful to hear that it's, you know, it's bringing a bit of light to people's day, just like the songs do, because it certainly brought a bit of light to my day in the in the in the darkest times of the pen, of the of the lockdown here cuz it gave me something fun to do you know
1: Yeah, absolutely. You were working on a a different book, a travel book, when all of this happened. And I think that the publishing house said, hey, would you think about doing something different and asked you maybe to put together something a little bit light, more lighthearted. So you had to go through the files in your brain (laughs) to pick out some of these stories. How did you decide which ones you were going to share or not?
0: It was as you say, it was. Was I've, I've had this project sort of in my mind for a couple of years, but uh, as you say, I was working on a different one. And and uh, so when this came up, it was kind of last minute. So I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about it before I started it because it needed to be done in about a month. So <laughs> I, I did it basically in the month of May. So I just hammered away at, at them until, uh, you know, we figured we had more than enough, and then we we picked and choose between a few of them and uh, I came up with what is the All Together Now book, and uh, it just felt like a good sort of cross-section of things, you know, like between stories from my very young life growing up in Petty Harbor, my little fishing town with like 500 people mm-hmm. in it, where all my uncles and all the fishermen in the town look like superheroes to me, you know. And then, you know, from my professional life going around the world in these unbelievable circumstances, and then even from my, my sort of, you know, today personal life of what it's like to be a dad when you're in a band for a living and your kid realizes that you're not as famous as a chair and stuff
1: like that. <laughs> that was a funny story. Um, the story <laughs> about the late, great Jeff Healy, which kicks off the book, just, uh, it made me almost spit out my drink and when that, I was reading. It was absolutely yeah. hilarious. I know you've been asked a lot about the 2007 Grey Cup story and along with Anne Murray, and I, I, I want to uh, let people, what I'm going to say is people need to go and buy the book. I don't want to, you know, give them all up there, but do you have have a favorite story in that book?
0: Well, not, I, I don't really have a favorite. What I do like is, is the fact that there are, there are so many of the stories in here that aren't at all my greatest victories or anything. You know, we're way more of the book is about how I was put in these circumstances and, and at, at times handled them poorly, you know. So mm-hmm. as I joke for people, a lot of this is my confession of my greatest folly For my uh, embarrassment and your amusement
1: yeah and there's a few of them in there as you said self-deprecating and I was going to ask you which one was the toughest one to write but I'll let you go on that one again get people to read the book
0: (laughs) (laughs) Um, let me me answer it even though you didn't ask it okay there's one in there that's so embarrassing that I wrote the actual you know the actual act itself as a fairy tale
1: Uh, okay yes i do remember it was at the bbc yes i remember and i can relate (laughs) i can relate Uh, alan doyle joining us uh, this afternoon um you write in this book alan i remain a student of the craft constantly looking and learning and gathering notions of how to reinvent the wheel and how to do the same thing differently and i think you you know maybe you were talking about you know the career and being on stage every night and always trying to and engage the audience and and looking for new ways of doing that. But I think this pandemic has made you do all of that as well, looking and learning how to reinvent the wheel. How have you managed to stay connected with your fans, with your audience through music over the past 10 months?
0: Well, it's been fun to be doing uh, a few things. Uh, One of them is to be doing suppertime sing-alongs for our foundation, Dollar Day Foundation, which has been really fun to connect with people and to, and, and to, you know, raise some money for worthy mental health and addictions causes across the country, as well as get to sing a few songs. And, and I put out a record as well with some friends mm-hmm. uh, called Songs from Home. That was such a great uh, thing to be doing. It was a real bright light to stay connected, even over the internet, making music. And then, of course, the book was great fun, too, because it, you know, it just gave me a chance to Working on something light and happy and positive, when um, all around me wasn't that light or happy or positive.
1: <laughs> no, without a doubt. You also go on to, to say it pains me to talk and type about concerts. I fear I fear they're a ways away. Where when you when you actually think about that and you look ahead, when do you think, or what is your thoughts on where we might be when we can gather again and and, and maybe see a concert, and, and, and how do you envision that? Do you, do you think it's going to be changed dramatically?
0: Well, you know, also, of course, I have no idea. None of us do. Uh, <laughs> that's the worst part, of course, right? I mean, the, the stoppage in the music business is a hard thing. Not knowing when the green light's going on is even harder, because... It takes so much planning to do anything in our biz that, uh, you know, the, the, from the moment we get the green light, they'll make them start planning for something that might be 20 months ahead off of that, you know? Like, so it's, uh, it's a tricky thing. And then I, I have a hope with my fingers crossed eh, that some outdoor things in the country of Canada could happen next summer. Mm-hmm. I think that'd be amazing if they could. Uh, I'd like to think by. The middle uh, of of the fall of 2021, we'll be starting to see some things that look like our old life. That, that'd be awesome. You,
1: that would be really fantastic. Do you do you remember any of your shows, any of your, of your times through these parts uh, out here in Alberta, Edmonton, Fort McMurray, you know, Calgary, Red oh Deer? Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
0: well, the, the great, the, the best part, I mean. The last concerts I did were in that neck of the woods, right, because we we, we started on the Rough Side Out Tour, and we were to do a leg in Europe, uh, three legs in the United States, a leg in the eastern half of Canada. uh, But the only one we actually got to do was the Western Canadian one. Mm. So I got to play in all those places you just mentioned, and so I was grateful to get that in, I'll tell you.
1: Yeah, I think in the book you had mentioned about one of the first tours through here and that everyone wanted to to party and socialize with you and you were near dead from socializing and it was tricky to find that balance uh, at the start. One of the things that I loved about reading um, this book, Alan, was your... Your sheer excitement um, when you, uh, you know, left Petty Harbour, when you left St. John's, when you left Newfoundland and got to travel for the first time, whether it was to England for the first time, or maybe to Poland, and how you absolutely, it was like I could envision you with these big eyes and this big smile going, holy crap, is that really, this is what it looks like. Do you yeah. still have that that amazement and that wonder when you get to travel when you, when you and when you go somewhere new?
0: Always, it's never left me. Like it's just, it's like every step on new ground feels like a home run. You know, it's like <laughs> uh, I still love the wanderlust of it. It's never left me. And one of the cool things that sort of happened in my adult life is is it, is is equally a, a positive travel thing that I love going to places and, and like that are have, are nowhere near where I live, and I know the back door to a couple of places. Mm-hmm. Like I'm from like. You know, for example, to go to, you know, to, to go to, you know, uh, say, Vancouver, for example, and get off the plane and go directly to Sophie's Cosmic Cafe because they got the wicked breakfast on Tuesday mornings, or whatever, you know, like, you know, or to go, to go to the James Joyce at 11 on Thursdays in Calgary or whatever, you know, like, like you know, whatever. there's so many like, oh, the black dog. <laughs> it's pretty great. Shit. You know, but whatever, you know, to have be the point I'm trying to make is to be familiar with the place enough yeah. to have a, a to have a path that you've beaten in a foreign town is cool it's still cool to me
1: before I let you go, and I sure appreciate your time, and I think uh, the very first time that we met, you were actually in studio, and it was when the first book was out, and I th- think I kept you into overtime, and you were very, very kind to to stick around uh, at, at that point. Um, you you touched you touched on this. You mentioned a little bit earlier about parenting um, as you know, as the front man for a, for a band, as a front man, uh, as a solo artist, as someone who has you know traveled around the world. When it comes to parenting. Uh, during a pandemic, Alan, I think a lot of people have been trying to navigate their way through that as well. What have you learned, as a parent, not as a, not as a, not as a singer, not as an artist, not as someone who can get a letter that just shows up at their place and it says, "Alan in Newfoundland," you know, <laughs> you know, what have you learned about being a dad?
0: Go hide in the shed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right,
0: yeah, have a go good week. Have, a, have a good, good weekend. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm joking. Uh, but, the, uh, you know, it's um, it's a weird one for me, right? Because, you know, I've been, you know, with the same lady since 1993, but we've never had six months in a row together. You know, like, like I've been home since March. <laughs> like, <laughs> like it's it's an impossible I feel so bad for her. And the, uh, you know, like even my son, you know, it's just they're not used to having me fumbling around the house all this time in a row. You know, now lucky we're blessed, of course, to get a a bigger house in St. John's, and I got a studio here in my house, so I'm usually hidden away down underneath. A pile of mandolins and guitars making a racket, you know, so I can still work. <laughs> but, you know, so, but I'm, I can only imagine like, like, families, busy families who were trapped in an apartment or what have you, you know, it must be just, just a, a very trying time. But I tell you one thing, and, 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 and it's, very, it's a lovely thing, you know, I've really, really, really enjoyed my time, my extended time home with my wife and son. I really have. i loved it. Like, you know, it was the summer was positively glorious. Like, like, i had my first summer off since 1981. amazing it was like yeah it was great like loved it I-
1: I think I think a lot of us are trying to find um, those the, the the positives through all of the all of the negative and and I think family has become um, a really big part of that for so many. Alan Doyle joining me this afternoon. His new book you got to check it out. It's it's just so much fun to read. It's called All Together Now: A Newfoundlanders Light Tales for Heavy Times. If you love sitting in a pub like I do, you're going to love this book. And trust me, the Jeff Healy story <laughs> off the top will make you. so snort laugh alan doyle thanks for joining me this afternoon
0: thanks so much for having me stay safe hope to see you in person soon
1: yeah we can't wait for that alan doyle again the book is called all together now A newfoundlanders light tales for heavy times
0: this could be the last time for all we know so let's make this the best time for we all know time since we had a night like this maybe it's a morning so hell no don't you go ring the bell we'll miss the best part of this story
1: and lord knows we just want to sing a little more we don't really want to drink alone